This is a shock podcast. Welcome back to Seram Storytime Season 2 with me Ely. It's a podcast where I tell you horror stories that happen to real people. Now, it is up to you to believe it or not, but what you're about to hear is very real. Don't say I didn't warn you. The names in the story have been changed to protect their real identities. Now after you hear this story, be careful when you walk in public spaces, in jungles, wherever you want to walk. Just just be careful, okay? Now obviously I'm going to change the name of the person because this person is actually a good friend of my mom's back in the 70s. So they were basically teenagers. So we're going to call this girl Aisha. Now before I tell you this story, I just want to let you know that I don't know how accurate this story is and I don't know whether it's 100% real, but as a kid when I was hearing this story, it really feels like one of those myths that you hear so that you know like around to work and tell like little kids like hey, be careful lah when you walk to places, okay? So that's just a disclaimer, right? Now Aisha is a regular person, you know, she goes to school like all of us, right? She um studies to get good grades for SPM. Yeah, because she was from far at the time. She was walking back home from school as usual, you know, every single day the same route, the same routine going back to the house after school and one day she was walking and she suddenly sort of found this shrine, you know, it's like one of those um shrines that people pray at. You can find these shrines at playgrounds, you can find it at tamans, you can basically find it in neighborhoods. Basically, as she walked past the shrine, she accidentally kicked a vase. It was a small vase. It was ceramic, and in the vase there was some sort of like ash. We don't know what it is, but it's obviously some sort of like burned something. I would say it's ash. It looked like ash, you know. It looked burned. It was grey, and it all fell all over the ground. The ash was just spilled all over the ground, and she panicked. Because in her head, in that moment, she's like, "Oh my goodness, this is somebody's like shrine. I messed up. I'm going to get in trouble." And you know, being a 16-year-old girl walking back from school, obviously, you 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 get scared, right? You don't want to get in trouble. You don't want your parents to know. You don't want anyone to know. So what she did was she just walked away. She walked away so fast. She was like, she didn't look bad. She was like, "It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. It was a mistake. It's all good." She goes home. You know, meets her family as usual. Whatever. But then things started becoming weird because Aisha's family noticed a lot of weird things that Aisha would do that she has never done before. Now Aisha is a normal girl who studies hard, gets the grades, and you know. But Aisha's family noticed a lot of weird things that started happening. How Aisha would be in a daze sometimes when they're talking to her and she wouldn't reply, or how Aisha would wake up in the middle of the night screaming and they would run to her room and be like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And she's like, "Oh my god, I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare of something saying that they want me. They're looking for me." And obviously, at first, you know, they thought, "Hey, she's a teenager. She's probably going through a phase. It's all good. You know, it's fine." But then things didn't stop as things progressed. You know, weeks and weeks in, she would. Be very, very weird, because there'll be days where Aisha would not talk at all all day, and there'll be days where Aisha would not want to go to school, and there'll be days where Aisha would leave the house at three in the morning and she'll be missing. And this is when her family is like, okay, something is wrong, right? Is she going through like a psychotic episode? Is she going through some sort of phase? Like what is happening, right? So obviously they brought her to the clinic. They brought her to the doctors to check what's up. 
And everything was fine Her vitals was good She she was absolutely healthy Everything was great And so when she started disappearing From the house At 3 in the morning Because every morning When her mom would wake up Her mom would notice That her door would be wide open And the main door of the house Would be wide open as well And she would just disappear But thank goodness All of all the times That she would disappear It wouldn't be too far away Right She would be like Maybe 5 minutes away from the house She ended up at the playground Or something Just sitting there In a daze um, and then sometimes they would find her at like the local market near their house And she would just be there in a daze So after a while, thank goodness her mom is pretty spiritual So she decided, look, this is not normal My daughter has been going through a lot of these weird episodes Where she would just stare into space and not say anything And do all these things where she would just be like, this is not normal So she feels like this is something spiritual or something supernatural and so she decided, okay lah. The family had a discussion and thought, okay, let's call an ustad. So obviously this ustad comes, looks at her and immediately his face changed. Because he then tells Aisha's family, okay, there is something disturbing your daughter. And this thing is strong. I'm talking like, this thing wants her life strong. Some of this is sounding ridiculous. Like, what, what do you mean, you know? And obviously, Aisha's mom is like, oh my gosh, like, I believe this 100%. Please help her, you know, what can we do to stop this madness, right? And obviously, the Ustad was like, okay, because she always disappears, it seems like this thing wants us to go somewhere, but we don't know where it is. Because, like, if we look back, right, at all of the track record of her disappearing from the house, she would go to, like, the playground near their house or they, they would go to the local market of her house, right? So... It's so obvious that this entity or whatever it is that's disturbing her wants her to go somewhere. And so the Ustad tells Aisha's family, look, this is very dangerous for your daughter because she could end up at a very dangerous place that could be very hazardous to her life. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that you put locks on every door of the house so she can't go out. So on her door, put three locks. On the main door, put three locks, right? So there's like all these locks and keys, you know? And obviously, like, as a family member of Aisha, you would think, okay, yeah, this is good. Like, she can't go out, right? Because little, small, teenage girl who probably wouldn't even have the strength to break, break out of the house with all these locks on, right? Now, one day, unfortunately, this is a very, very sad story. Um, you know, I, when I really think about this, I, I get really sad for Aisha's family. But this was the day that really changed Aisha's family's life because this was the first time out of the weeks that they were trying to you know do treatments and trying to help her and doing all these prayers this was the day that Aisha disappeared from their house but it wasn't through the door the locks were still locked everything was fine but the family noticed in the morning that her windows were wide open and by the way they live in like a three floor house so I guess they didn't think that she could go out of the house on the third floor, right, through the window. Like, that's just not possible. So they didn't think about the window. But this was the first time Aisha somehow took all of her curtains and all of her curtains was, like, tied up in a rope. You know, like like how, like, people would escape from the house, right? So the curtain was sort of stuck to, like, her bed and it went down the window, so that was when they knew, oh my gosh, she took all the curtains, she tied it up and she climbed down and left. Now, obviously at this point, everybody panicked because it was weeks and weeks and weeks of Aisha being in the house and she was fine. And this was the first time in a while that she left. And nobody knew what time she left. Nobody knew where she went. 
And when they went to all the places that she would usually go to, she wasn't there. And that was when Aisha's family panicked. They called the cops. They did everything they can. They filed a missing child report. Like it was that bad because they were very scared. They were very, very worried about her well-being. And somehow, for some reason, Aisha's dad was, I guess, driving around. I think he wanted to go find her. And... um. They actually found her at a train station Not that far away from the house really It was maybe like 15 minutes away It was a train station And I remember Like just imagining Aisha's family When they saw what they saw When they got to the train station They saw Aisha On the train tracks With her hands Literally like her hands were just wide open you know like like she was just freeing herself she was just like yes it's like something that you do when you want to go on like a bungee jump or something you know what I mean you put your hands wide open and she looked so in a daze like she wasn't herself and before they could go get her unfortunately guys and like I'm really sad that this happened but unfortunately guys the train hit her Honestly, very, very sad to hear that Aisha passed away because of this incident. I remember as a kid, right, when I heard this story from my mom and my grandma was also there and we were all like telling each other this story, they would always tell me, Ili, if you go to like the hutan or if you go out with your friends or like, you know, you're going somewhere that you've never been before and if you accidentally kick something that you're not supposed to kick or you accidentally push something that you're not supposed to push or if you accidentally touch something that you're not supposed to touch, say sorry. And I always thought that was ridiculous, guys. I'm like, say sorry to who? But they were very serious. They were like, look, I'm telling you this story because these things happen. That you don't know what you're going to be messing around with. You don't know how strong these beings are in the supernatural realm. So if you have accidentally hit something that you in your heart know, like, oh my gosh, I should have done that. Say sorry out loud. Like literally be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to I was just walking You know As usual Like living life And I accidentally kicked it I'm so so sorry Please don't disturb me Or my family And walk away And so Guys I don't know about you But till this day Right Being 29 It's been 29 years I've been stepping On this earth <laughs> I Have never I've always looked Where I walked Because I feel like Yo I don't want to Ever end up like Aisha Or end up like anybody else Who has gone through this situation This is just so So sad And wow I feel like this story For Saram story time Is way too real for me um, This is a lot But I really hope you guys Enjoyed this story But also please be careful Okay Because You really never know What you're gonna end up Being If you Accidentally do these things And that's the thing It's not even your fault Right It's not even your fault You don't even know That something was there And you didn't even know That something was there Being angry at you But just know That every single time You walk In public spaces Or in the forest Or wherever it is That you're going Hiking or whatever like, Okay Just please be careful guys Because You really never know What you're gonna meet Rest in peace To Aisha And um, I hope that Aisha's family Is doing very well So yes Guys that, that was it for the story. Um, yeah, I know it's a lot, but thank you so much for listening to Sam's Story Time. And as always, my name is Ili. Till next time. Til next time.